Hello and welcome to episode 317 of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I love to grow my own food. Coming up today, I'm going to be reviewing a brand new TV show. The first episode has only aired this evening. And that was Alan Titchmarsh's Grow Your Own at Home. But firstly, what have I been up to over the last few days? Today is the 23rd of May 2020 and I've had a busy day at home. Now firstly I should say that my plans for today was actually to get some of my tomato plants, my chilli plants and my various other plants into the ground here at the Modern Victory Garden at home. Unfortunately we had some rather strong winds and I didn't feel it was right to plant out these plants in these strong winds. My fear with planting these out today was that these winds would basically pull up the plants that have just been planted and, and roots wouldn't really establish and it would cause more damage than what it was worth. So I just thought I'd wait a couple more days. It wouldn't do any harm to wait a couple more days. Wait for this wind to die down and then we'll plant them out. So instead of planting out my plants, I decided to really go hell for leather and tidy up my patio area. Now I had the wife helping me as well and we have really gone all out on it. We've got rid of plants that are dead or dying or that we don't want. We've removed a bush that we didn't want. We've gathered together a lot of pots including terracotta plastic pots and some containers we've got those all into one space ready to be used and these are going to be used pretty much when we start planting plants out as an extension of our garden especially in this patio area now the great thing is it's just show me how much space we have in this patio area which is going to be really really crucial when it comes to growing our food now that took most of the day and I'm quite happy with how it is looking. I'm finally in the place that I feel we are where I want to be. Now while we were tidying I discovered that I had some old paint cans. Now these are plastic cans not the metal type. And I kind of looked at them and I thought you know what I can make with those is some wicking beds. Like I made a few weeks ago out of some plastic containers. And these wicking beds have been brilliant because they haven't needed watering. So I like this idea. And I thought if I could make some wicking pots, they'll go great in Grandad's greenhouse down on the allotment. Save on the watering quite a bit mainly, but also work out well. But to make these, I needed some perlite. So I headed off to a high street shop that usually sells perlite. I needed a few other bits. So it wasn't just for perlite that I went. After queuing up for half an hour, I discovered that this shop had no perlite at all, which is really, really frustrating. And it means I couldn't crack on and get these pots ready to go. But it is what it is. I'll get perlite from a garden centre or somewhere over the next couple of days, and then I'll be able to move on with this. Now for dinner tonight, we harvested some radishes and some lettuce to make a nice little salad all out of our garden. So I'm pleased to say that we have plenty of food coming in from our garden, which is what we really want. And also, it's just so much tastier. I should also share with you a baby quail update. I know last time I spoke about these, there was a bit of a problem where we thought one was going to die. Well, I'm pleased to say both are surviving, both are looking quite strong actually they're growing up pretty quick as quails do 
I think we're going to have a success with these two quails. None of the others have hatched yet, but I'm not expecting them to hatch either. But two quails, that's not off to a bad start. And I just love how these little baby quails look. They're both walking around fine now. Keep going under the heat like they should, but they are walking around and they seem to be able to stand on their own two legs quite well. Well, that's it for today, really. I'm going to head on in. It's about 10 past eight at the moment and it's certainly dropped in temperature now. Well, it's Sunday the 24th of May 2020 today. <laughs> Sounded like I used to. Um, <clears throat> I'm absolutely knackered. Had a day at home again and today I cleared out my garden shed. Now this is a a shed I don't often go into. It's sort of where I keep my lawnmowers, my petrol strimmers and a load of other garden tools such as spare spades and forks. Why I need spare spades and forks I don't know. So my wife and I completely emptied it set up four different piles one which we were keeping here one that was to go down the allotment one that is tools that can be sold repaired or given away and the other for the bin sorted out through all the tools and then pot them all back into the shed the ones that were staying anyway tidily organized even put hooks on the walls to hang them from like i always wanted to do and just got that really really looking good i'm really happy with it really pleased myself for it. I brought this shed nearly five years ago when we first moved into this house and I've got to say it's not lasting that well. I think it's not going to be long before I replace it for something completely different. All depends on finances of course because there's a, a lot of sheds and things like that I would like to buy at some point just to got to find money. Anyway that is really what I've been up to today. You can tell how busy it was by how knackered I am and the fact that it's taken all day to sort it out but it's done now and we've got to worry about it again and having my wife I'm a terrible hoarder so having my wife sort it out with me sort of kicked me into line and told me get rid of it anyway that's it for today well today is 25th of May 2020 it's a bank holiday Monday here in the UK which <laughs> don't want to take the mick out of anybody but every day at the moment feels like a bank holiday while being stuck indoors or unable to go anywhere it's a weird experience at the moment to say the least but anyway this morning I went down the allotment first thing and I spent the morning down the allotment mostly doing some weeding and watering now I tend to try and do a bit of weeding on the bed and then I finish off that bed by watering so I do it as I go along Got a bit later on in the morning when one of my neighbours called over and said there's no water in this tank. Now we have a series of troughs all over the allotment site that we dip our watering cans into to get water. They're fed by mains pressure through a ball and valve system but the idea here is we can't use hose pipes. It's to stop us using hose pipes. Anyway, the water trough nearest to us wasn't filling up with water so we looked at the one a bit further away and that one was just trickling water in. So we called the allotment secretary and we had to wander around all the other troughs. It was very, very busy. So a lot of people were actually adding water and, and using it up. And they were also reporting the same sort of thing, running out of water. Well, it turns out there was a water leak off site somewhere and that was affecting the pressure. So hopefully it's been fixed now because I left the allotment site not long after that, after accomplishing all I wanted to do 
but I don't foresee everybody will be desperate for that water in this hot sun that we've had today. So about half twelve I came home and a bit hot but I just sort of relaxed in the garden for a few minutes and then I changed some jets on my veggie pod. My veggie pod I love it to pieces but because I have a hard water area the jets do get blocked up so I just started replacing those rather than trying to clean them out. They're not expensive and it just works so much better once replaced. Now after that I then replaced my cloches that I had over my lettuce, my endive, my carrots and my beetroot with some hoop nets. Now the reason I put hoop nets is to keep the chickens off it because if they weren't there they would be straight in there eating away at it. And the hoop nets seemed to have stopped them from going in there. The cloches were doing a great job but because there were a clear perspex I was worried that the lettuce particularly might get a bit hot in there and therefore start to bolt. Well, fortunately, now I've changed it over for these nets, it seems it should be okay. Then following on from that, I planted in the same bed a butternut squash and a couple of courgette plants. Hopefully they'll start producing. And into another bed, I've planted out a couple of Chinese gooseberries and some tomatoes. And basically getting all the beds now into use, which is what I really want to do. I'm going to do a bit more tomorrow, but also try and grow some in other areas that I've spoken about quite a bit. Basically making the most out of all the space that we have. Well, that's it for today, so I'm going to put you back into the studio. <laughs> a few days ago, I saw an advert for a new TV show scheduled to be aired tonight. It was called Grow Your Own at Home with Alan Titchmarsh. And of course, the title alone attracted me straight away. So I really made a point of sitting down to watch this show this evening. Now, you might be aware, I don't watch much TV these days. It's a very, very rare thing for me to do. But I do have a book written by Alan Titchmarsh called The Kitchen Gardener. And it's one of my favourite kitchen garden guidebooks. And I hoped that this TV show would follow along from that book. Now, at the very beginning of this show, it shared a few outtakes, which to me explained a lot about what I was going to expect. What I could tell was that Alan and his wife was doing the filming. Due to COVID-19 and isolation, it clearly wasn't possible to get a film crew to Alan's garden to film this. I did wonder if this show was then created at a spare-of-a-moment thought rather than being something planned months in advance. I think it was, but it's reacting to the current predicament like a lot of us are doing. Now, I did get slightly annoyed at the beginning because it seemed to take ages to get into the real content. With all this telling you what we're going to see, the outtakes and everything else, it, it seemed to take an age to get into it. But once we started, we're in Alan's garden, with Alan sharing tips on how to prepare the soil. Now, something I quite liked, usually when garden shows are aired, they might say something like, oh, prepare your soil back in November, and that show is aired in May. That's always frustrating to me because I'm sitting down, I'm watching it, I want to be inspired. I want to know what I can do to do this now. Well, Alan actually addressed this in this show, which I was quite glad about. However, Alan had a ready-made vegetable patch, didn't have to dig up any turf or anything, it was ready to go. But, you know, he shared a good tip there. Now, after this little section from Alan, we moved on to David Dominey's garden, who already had a small veg patch. But he said very early on, it's functional and not very attractive. 
and something he clearly wanted to do was make it a little more attractive. Now he installed some new raised beds in front of his greenhouse and each of these raised beds cost him £80, which they said was budget friendly. And My first thought was, is that really budget friendly? At first I thought that wasn't really budget friendly, but then I got thinking about this and it's, it's a garden, not an allotment. Like the beds I had planned to build in my garden, I spent a bit more money on the wood because I wanted it to look good. Now on the allotment, yes, we can make beds out of wood that's free. In a garden, we can still do it. It's just not going to look as attractive. And, and that was something that questioned me. But do I still think it's budget friendly? I'm not sure. If you've got any thoughts on that, then please get in touch and let me know your thoughts. After David's veg patch, we moved to Katie Rushworth house, who's growing edibles indoors, something that I'm really liking at the moment. Now, Katie was making some planters from wood, which she sourced from a local merchant, but she did state they could be made from pallets too. And I always like it when presenters share several ideas to achieve the same goal, such as getting wood from a much cheaper source. Now, Katie made two boxes and planted up with a collection of herbs one box was a pizza box planted with rosemary thyme chives and basil and the other was a g and t box planted with lemon verbena fennel and mint now she also had a lemon tree planted in a separate pot and shared tips on how to grow citrus because citrus can be tricky here in the uk now, just before they went to a commercial break, Alan's voiceover telling us what was coming up in part two, which again, I got a little annoyed about. It felt like they were trying to drag out the show to make it last a full 30 minutes. Again, that might just be me, but let me know what you thought on that. After the commercial break, Alan shared a few shots from a kitchen garden he visited last year in Chalbury. And it was a rather lovely kitchen garden located next to the house with flowers planted in with the veg to make some eye candy. Now, I liked this, but unfortunately, the only person we saw in this garden was Alan on his own, which I felt was still a little lonely. Even though it was shot last year, it would have been nice to see some other people milling about in those shots. They probably didn't think about that at the time because they didn't expect this isolation to be happening at the moment. After that, we went to Frances Tophill narrow L-shaped garden. Now, I always like Frances. She's always smiling, and I always find that her smile just lifts the spirits. But what I also loved about Frances's garden is that she left me wanting to find out more. You see, she didn't go all in and tell us all of her plans. She just said she has plans on three different growing areas and plans to grow unusual edibles. But today, she only let on about Vietnamese coriander and ginger, which she's grown that ginger with ginger that she bought from a supermarket. I did get a bit concerned, though, because she showed that her ginger had started to grow, whereas mine hasn't quite started yet, and it's, I'm starting to get a little worried about my ginger after seeing that. Hopefully, it'll be okay, but fingers crossed. Now, Frances went on to plant an espalier tree up against her wall. I love espalier fruit trees, so it was great to see how they could be done in our own gardens. Now, if you don't know what an espalier tree is, it's a tree that is trained to grow flat up against a wall, which, when we're short of space, can mean we can get a fruit tree in a small space, and I think that is fantastic. After that, we went back to Alan's garden and particularly into Alan's greenhouse. 
and Alan was talking about how to grow tomatoes. But what I really loved was Alan's greenhouse. Good size, but very, very architecturally pleasant. Almost like the greenhouses we have at West End, they are built to be pleasing to the eye as part of the garden. Love it. Now, what I also liked about this section was that Alan did sort of say, again, we would be sowing our tomato seeds in March, but we can still go and buy plants now and plant those out. Reacting to current times. Love it. Absolutely love it. And really, that was it for this week's. It seemed to go quite quickly. I'm not sure how many episodes are planned for the series. I believe three, which if it is three, that's not very many. And I feel they could have done a bit more. But I'm not certain on that. I could be very, very wrong. However, it's back again next Monday. Same time, same place. And I will certainly be watching again. Overall, I quite enjoyed it. I think it's a shame it wasn't a planned out show. I feel Grow Your Own and particularly Allotments is missing on the TV scene. Something that I feel there is a market for. I know I'm not the only person that feels that. With the current predicament, I feel it was reacting to that and the upsurge in Grow Your Own. But also the fact that the information, the content was great. It was put across really, really well in a manner that we could all learn from. I also like the fact that the camera shots are not being changed every three or four seconds. It's making the presenter much more relatable, in my opinion. Now, if you watched the show, what did you think? Please let me know. Or if you didn't watch the show, what would you like to see in a TV show? Now, you can let me know by email. My email address is richard at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk. You can leave a comment on my website at theveggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media, just search for The Veg Grower Podcast. But that's it for today. Please take care and I'll speak to you again next time.